memos Lead a workshop, remember birthdays Direct workflow, my own bathroom Micromanage, remote synergy Hit on Deborah. Like a motherfucking boss That was Like a Boss by The Lonely Island True story, I was there Yes, and there's a good story behind that as well. And we'll get there, but first. But first, it's Monday night here on Armed Radio, and that means you are listening to Two Beards Talking. I am Daniel Sanders. And I am still Matt Lasseter. God damn it, again. Why can't you change? I don't know. I'm destined to be an asshole. I reckon so. So like we always do at the start of every show here at Two Beards Talking, we want to give a big shout out to the troops, to the men and women serving overseas and on the home front. We appreciate everything y'all are doing for us. Keep up the good work. Come home safe. We're all rooting for you here back home. <gasps> Alrighty then. Like a boss. <laughs> so Matt, I know you were anxious to do this little uh, segment, so I'm going to let you tell the story. So today, uh, Daniel and I are headed to Walmart to get things that we need for the show and things he needs, I guess, to cook dinner or some shit. Well, I mean, you know, I do have a tomahawk ribeye at the house that, you know, it's got to be seasoned. You know, I was doing a little money order situation. That's the thing I had to do. So we get to Walmart, and as most of you know, if you're going to Walmart, you've had, you're supposed to wear a fucking mask. That's just like the new mandate. Meemaw Ivy said so, goddammit. Well, it's not just Meemaw Ivy. I mean, it was the Waltons that said it. It was, I mean, every single one of them, they was like, no. No, every single one of our stores all over the country, you have to wear a mask. Well, fuck you, John boy. All right, so anyway, so we we are getting into the line to go into Walmart, and he's got his mask on. I'm working on begrudgingly putting mine on, and this woman in front of us, she had to have been in her, like, mid-50s. Ah, I'm saying she was older than that. I'm saying she was probably early to mid-60s. Okay, so she's she's an older lady. Um, She has no mask on. And she just keeps on walking like like shit ain't fitting to go down. <laughs> and the young kid that was working outside, I guess, making sure everybody had their mask on, goes, ma'am, ma'am, excuse me, do you have your mask on? She said, nope, and kept on trucking. <laughs> like a boss. And we busted out laughing. This woman turns around and she just kind of looked at us like, and I'm not wearing one either. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking go you. Like a boss. That's going to be a new segment for the show. Whenever we see somebody who does something like a boss. Prepare to hear that music. Yes. So you might as well learn to love the Lonely Island. I mean, if you don't already love the Lonely Island, what the fuck is wrong with you? I mean, I'm on a boat like a boss with my dick in a box and I jizzed in my pants. Oh, wow. That's a lot going on there. <laughs> did, did you have a three-way? Because it's the golden rule. Well, I mean, it's not gay when it's in a three-way. <laughs> That's what I hear. Especially if you're a mother lover. Oh, I see what you did there. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh man! So you know, it's it's been a minute since we've got to do a show here at Armed Radio, and uh, you know, corn stream was not uh, was not very easy. No, it it makes shit way too hard. It it really fucking does, and it fucked with my sound quality. It sure as shit did. Not yours. You all the shit was at your house, fucker. No, I'm no, I'm agreeing with you that it fucked with your sound quality. Yeah, well, guess what? Now the shit's here. If we have to corn stream again, you're fucked. I'm not. No, we'll just get a longer fucking cable, and I'll set your microphone up in your bedroom. <laughs> there we go. Just fucking forty foot goddamn mic cable. I can't see what he's doing, but I think he's doing things. We'll start knocking down walls in here. <laughs> just screaming shit from one of the house to the other. 
I'm waving my arms. Can you see it? I mean, we can do Skype and shit. Yeah, that's true. You know, I'd have to bring out another fucking webcam, but that's another thing too, is we are going to be starting to get back into our uh, Facebook live videos at some point in the near future. So if you're not already doing so, be sure to go to our Facebook page, Two Beards Talking, like us, follow us, interact with us. And as soon as we're set up and able to, we're going to be going back to doing our Facebook live videos again. Which should be fun. Oh, it'll be a hell of a lot of fun. And the very first thing, you know what? I'm saying it right now. I'm calling it right now. So if anybody else does it before we do it, I can say they stole it from us. You know, we've talked about uh, old Jermaine Funny Mane Johnson on the show a couple of times. And uh, his, his blatant disregard for the law. Eh, yeah. You know, his telling people... I'm not telling you to do this. You know, it's it's one of those things where you're vocally telling somebody no, but you're nodding your head yes. I do that often. Yeah. <laughs> we do that to one another quite a bit, as a matter of fact. It's one of those like, I don't want to see you go to jail, but you should totally not do that. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's how cars get stolen. Yeah, that... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that that was pretty much what Jermaine Johnson did uh, after the whole rioting started and Black Lives Matter began showing their fucking racist face again. Uh, Jermaine Johnson was at a rally down in Birmingham and pretty much told people, you know, I'm not telling you I'm going to be at this location at this time. I'm not telling you that this is probably going to happen. But yeah, it fucking happened. They showed up at that place at that time. He was there, and they wound up tearing down a fucking statue in the park. You know what I found funny? 15 of the 16 statues were Democrats. Eh, 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 eh. <laughs> you're tearing down your own history, Democrats. I see you. I know what you're doing. Uh, well, I mean, they're doing the same thing in the fucking White House, too. Dumbass. Taking down paintings of uh, former slave owners and shit. Well, fuck, 90 fucking percent of them were Democrats. <laughs> well, sorry about your luck. Yeah. Well, actually, during the whole slave thing, the Republican Party hadn't come into power yet. It wasn't even, didn't even exist yet. Like, before, before Abraham Lincoln, there was no Republican Party. No, yeah, that's true. Well, I can't say that. The beginnings of the public Republican Party started a little before Abraham Lincoln, but he gave the party prominence. So, um... Yeah, so, uh, um, like I said, we're going we're gonna to make a parody video. He had, it during football season, he had these little videos that he did uh, called How Bama Fans Watched Week Whatever of College Football. Yeah, my, my favorite ones are when Alabama loses the Iron Bowl. Yes, yes, And then those he has are to do good. that video. Yes, that's a pretty good fucking video. So, we're going to do a parody of those videos, and it's going to be called How Bama Fans Reacted to Jermaine Johnson. Uh, and then we're going to show them the clip of him basically telling people that, well, I mean, it wasn't basically, he actually said it on video. They need to see us tear shit down. Yeah. It's not going to end well. Yeah. And I just, I, I love trolling his ass on Facebook now. It's so fucking awesome. It's become a full-time job. It, it kind of has. Well, you know, part-time. He doesn't He doesn't always pop up on shit. But whenever I see him pop up on shit and I get the opportunity to, like the last time, he, he, he commented on some news article about uh, Alabamians protesting this whole mask mandate thing. 
and it showed a picture of six individuals who were protesting the mask mandate. And the article said something uh, like thousands of Alabamians protesting the, the mask order. And his comment was, uh, he put star and then the number six people protesting, referencing the picture. My immediate comment to him was, don't you have a riot to incite somewhere? Yeah, I bet he didn't comment back. No, he didn't. Um, because that's that's what he was charged with, was inciting a riot. <laughs> that's what they said they were going to charge him with, but he didn't well, get charged. No, he was charged and the charges were dismissed. Yeah, which I called. Called that. You did. Called, you yeah. did, absolutely. You, you called Juicy Smollett. I called fucking Jermaine Johnson. Yep. So we are two for two here at Two Beards Talking. Well, I didn't talk to you about this one, but I'm actually one up on you because earlier this year I called Wilford Brimley. Oh, three for three. Yep. <laughs> Old diabetes got him. Yeah, it happens. Old diabetes got him this weekend. Was it diabetes that got him or was it the craving for a fucking Reese's Cup that got him? Because <laughs> um, I couldn't have diabetes. If they were like, you can't eat chocolate, I'd be like, oh, you sons of bitches. Well, now I want it more. <laughs> Um, yeah, he, he passed away this weekend. Uh, from what I read, he had been in ICU on dialysis for like the last five days leading up to his death. <coughs> well, you heard it here, folks. We're prophetic. Yeah. I called it. Of course. I mean, you know, I was kind of playing the odds on that one. <laughs> uh, you, you had better than average chance of getting that one right. <laughs> right. I mean, I've got 12 months for him to kick the bucket. <laughs> yeah. And it took seven. <laughs> Yeah, but it did take seven. He was trying he, to make tried. you wrong. He tried to make you wrong. Like, he tried. Motherfucker. You know, I don't. I don't know what it is. I was actually just thinking about Wilford Brimley the other day, and uh, you know, when I was stationed in South Carolina, I, I I found out when I was stationed in South Carolina that Leonard Nimoy was a singer. Yep. I did not know that. So. I am, I'm, I'm like listening to all of his songs and everything on YouTube. And I was talking to my mom about it because my mom was a big Star Trek fan because of her dad. And like that very day, I didn't find out about it until the next day. But that very day, Leonard Nimoy died. Quit fucking killing people. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You're like the angel of fucking death. You know, it's like that, uh, like that joke that Robin Williams told at the end of one of his standups. Or he said he was at a U or someone was at a U two concert and Bono was clapping his hand. He said, "Every time I clap my hand, a child in Africa dies." And an Irish guy at the back of the audience stood up and he said, "Then stop clapping your fucking hands." Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, way to go, Bono, out there murdering African children, <laughs> dick. So odd superpower, by the way, that is a very odd superpower. Every time I clap my hands, a child in Africa dies. <laughs> How can you hurt me? I can't hurt you, but I can kill kids in Africa. Watch. <laughs> God damn it. Thanos. <laughs> <laughs> he was the precursor to Thanos. He was, he was Thanos's dumb cousin, Bono. <laughs> I can't kill half the universe's population, but I can kill one fucking kid in Africa. Every time I clap. Work in the room. One. This, is, this is gonna take a minute. <laughs> this is gonna take a while. A lot of clapping. Thanos, I need your help. We gotta, we gotta work this shit out. Can you get me the power stone? Just, just power me up a little bit. Oh man. So, but yeah, she did it like a boss. 
Yeah. We said all that to say that. <laughs> yes, we did. Yeah. That came full fucking circle. <laughs> fucking circle of life, motherfucker. Yeah, it was more like a circle of jerk, but, <laughs> you know, whatever. Yeah, you know, we try. Oh, man. So there's been a, there's been a lot going on here lately. Yeah. You know, the... <laughs> NFAC shooting at one another, not not the enemy. They're shooting at one another. Yeah. So, but you have a if if you see the NFAC coming, just stand in front of them. You'll survive. Yeah. You you you, you, you actually stand a better chance of surviving being in front of them than amongst their ranks. Yes. So yeah. be that's, the opposition the because they uh, won't hit you. Yeah, and then if you see their leader, Grandmaster Jay, trying to teach any kind of a class about firearms, um, just go sit in on it and laugh. Because, I mean, that's really all you can do. And scream, why you chicken winging from the back? Oh, yeah, goddamn, he was chicken winging like a motherfucker. Yeah, so if you see a random bony elbow protruding from cover, just shoot it. Yeah, that's all you gotta do. <laughs> He'll pop his head out. <laughs> Just saying. You shoot me in the elbow, I'm going to want to look you in the eye and figure out why the fuck you're shooting me in the elbow. Bang! You motherfucker. <laughs> you son of a bitch. That kind of hurt a little bit, you bastard. <laughs> kind of hell. So, oh, that's what you do. You start with the airsoft rifle you or airsoft pistol. You pop him in the elbow with the air, airsoft pistol. You know, trick him. I'm like, bam, ow, fuck, I got shot. Wait, that didn't leave, that didn't fucking, that didn't even fucking leave a hole and they poke their head out to see what you're shooting at them with. Then you come at them with the real shit. <laughs> so oh, always man. keep an airsoft pistol in your arsenal. So, yeah, you, uh, for the for those of you listening out there, if, if you haven't had the opportunity yet, you need to go watch his video where he's explaining uh, how... Well, you, Matt, I still haven't seen that video yet in its, in its entirety, but you, I know you have, so you you go right ahead and explain it. Uh, what, what, how he's explaining the wrong way to load an AR-15? Yes, yes. <clears throat> okay, basically, uh, I'm kind of beating a dead horse here. Uh, I've talked about it before, and you know, a lot of the people that are going to hear this are going to be overseas that are current military <laughs> members. So, um, basically, he said... Uh, Everyone knows what a last round hold open is. You know, it's when the bolt locks to the rear. And he said that with a magazine and AR-15, if you bump the bump stock, it sends the bolt forward. And that's what causes the gun to go off, which is patently false because ARs are not an open bolt design. Now, um, like, like I said to you before, I have witnessed firsthand where... An AR did fire in such a manner, but it was a mechanical failure caused by a deteriorated um, fire uh, firing pin retaining pin. Yeah, it's, it, it can happen, but it's very rare. <coughs> because basically bumping your buttstock on the ground, like if you were to mortar your rifle and send the fucking bolt home, it's the same thing as releasing the catch. It's the same thing. Yes. It's the exact same operation. All it does is chamber the round. Yes. Now, if it makes it go off, you need to replace your bolt carrier grip. <laughs> or at the very least, your firing pin, retaining pin. Like, it is, it's time to do some maintenance on the rifle. <laughs> yeah. But he was, see, but he started talking, in that video, he started talking about a shotgun. So now I don't know, because at first it was a lever action. And then he's trying to explain that 
you could do this with an AR-15, but he thinks he's talking about really old shotguns. And I'm like, well, fucking, okay, who shot who with what, motherfucker? You've now laid out three different possibilities for people getting shot with goddamn guns, and two of them make me want to ask more questions. Because lever-action rifle, uh, did you rinse and repeat? Because you had to fucking rechamber. Yeah. Uh, Pump-action shotgun? Same, same thing. Same thing. You had to fucking rechamber. Uh, so you're you're making the situation worse by talking. Classic case of shut the fuck up. It's a classic case of somebody who doesn't know what the fuck they're talking about. Trying yeah. to be a fucking weekend warrior fucking Rambo. Well, you seen? Have you seen the videos of him wearing the sergeant major rank? No. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know it's a le- I know you know it's illegal to wear like a rank insignia on just like a regular shirt. That's illegal. You can't do it. But there was a video of him wearing like the sparkly black shirt, and he had like a fucking sergeant major insignia just pinned to his shirt. I guess trying to insinuate that he was a fucking sergeant major at one point. No, he wasn't. <laughs> I guarantee it. Yeah, I don't think he was. If he may, if he was in the military, and he made it above the rank of oh, fuck specialist, I would be surprised. Based on everything that I've heard him say, if he even made it out of fucking basic, I'd be surprised. Now, see that's see that that see wherein lies the rub. Because technically speaking, okay, let's say you go to best basic training and you get med dropped. Right. You were in the military, so technically you're a veteran. You could make the claim because you did go to basic training, but you got med dropped. It was not your fault. You didn't quit. They quit you. So you could then, in theory, make the argument, I got med dropped, you know, something was seriously wrong with me, but, you know, I wanted to serve my country, I was trying to serve, technically speaking. If I'm not mistaken, uh, the actual definition of veteran is you have to have served at least 90 consecutive days on active duty, something along those lines. But, the so, I'm, I'm thinking that maybe he went to basic and he didn't make it through. I don't think he made it through. Like, I don't think he made it to fucking gun r- to, to the rifle range. Yeah, because, you know, he, <laughs> I kid you not, I did see this part of the video. He did make the claim talking about uh, bumping the stock and sending the bolt home. He made the claim that uh, people die in basic training every day in that manner. If people died in basic training every day of any manner, they would shut that fucking training facility down and be going, what the fuck are you doing with your soldiers? Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, I was actually talking with uh, my old company, Gunny, about it yesterday on my way to work. And I can't tell you. I was in boot camp and I was talking. Uh, well, our, our range coach was talking to us on the rifle range. And I want to say it was something like 98, late 90s. Uh, a recruit at Paris Island was shot by a negligent discharge. Wasn't killed. Didn't say he was killed. Just said he was shot by a negligent discharge. And I'm in all of my time in the military, I never heard of a fucking recruit dying from being shot in base in fucking boot camp. I would wager 
that more people drown during swim quals than are shot on rifle range. Uh, it's funny you say that. Cause, I'm, I'm just saying. Because, <laughs> I mean, literally like two months before I went to boot camp, a kid drowned in the swimming pool at Paris Island. Well, well not even just like swim quals like that. I'm talking like drown proofing in the Navy SEALs. I'm, Very I'm, dangerous. I'm telling you, like, this This is a fact. Um, in the time that I was stationed at Paris Island, not while I was at Paris Island, but while I was stationed at Paris Island. <clears throat> I think we had three recruits die during physical training during PT. Yeah, I would say that you're more likely to die during physical exertion than on the rifle range. Yes. Because I would I would assume, like, because uh, I, I know a little bit more about the Marine Corps than I do any other branch. You're welcome. So I would assume that your drill instructor is up your fucking ass about muzzles downrange. Uh, yes and no. Um, they tell us when we get there, uh, that the rifle, as a matter of fact, it was the company first sergeant who came out and said, uh, to the drill instructors, do, do not be fucking with the recruits while we're out here because they have had instances where freaking recruits try to sneak brass back to the fucking squad bay after hours after the range is done they try and bring live rounds back so that way they can off their fucking drill instructors later can't do that shit when i was there anyways i mean they were freaking they were were doing pat downs they were doing metal detectors all kinds of shit yeah so uh i would say very unlikely to get killed every day one trainee every day on the range yeah they're going to um, shut that shit down. The rifle range is a very, very, very low-pressure training period because, like I said, they don't want a fucking recruit snapping and pulling a fucking Gomer pile from Full Metal Jacket. Yeah, so it's one of those things where you're going to rifle range. Once, once you've been issued your M4, that drill instructor's life is now in your hands. Yes. Not the other way around. Yeah. Which is usually how 90% well, of boot camp goes. Your life is in their hands. Not a, I mean I mean yes and no because you you get issued a rifle right at the start of boot camp. Yeah, but you don't get to fucking touch it all the time. If you're going somewhere, you've got it with you. Yeah, is it loaded? Well, no. But. Exactly. <laughs> Basically, at this point, you can beat someone to death with it. I mean, yeah. But I'm saying like on rifle range his life's in my hands. Yeah, pretty much. Because I have live rounds. Yes. If I decided to snap and pull the trigger on him, there's nothing to stop me. Correct. So, yeah, I could see where they would want to keep that very low stress and keep all muzzles pointed down range. Mm-hmm. And basically, I mean, you're on a fucking firing line with people to your left and your right. Yeah. So, if people were getting shot that much, it would be newsworthy. Um. Now, funny story, I have seen, um, we, we, we call them uh, gopher snipers. Fantastic. Those are, those are the people who, instead of hitting the target, they're hitting the ground. Well, maybe you saw a snake like Chris Kyle did. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how true that story is. I'd love to know if that was actually true or not. I, I would really like to find that out myself. But uh, have to get a hold of a seal. <laughs> um. No, like some of the some of the stupidest damn shit. Like they actually had to at one point call a range, 
that I was on, they called the range cold with the exception of one shooter. Because, and, th- and this is the thing about it. There, there was like five targets. You had his target and then like five targets down was another target. Apparently he was shooting on the target five targets down. How? I don't know. I mean, I can I can see very easily how it could happen if you're on like target 13 and you're shooting on target 14 or 12. I can see that happening, especially at three to 500 yards. Yeah, uh, but <laughs> but we were at the we we were at the 300 yard line, and they called the range cold with the exception of target whatever, because. This guy would shoot, and he would say, oh, they're not pulling my targets. But immediately after he would shoot, a few targets down, you'd hear a guy say, I didn't shoot, and they pulled my target. So they had to figure out what the fuck was going on, and then they finally realized, wait a minute. (laughs) So they called the range, and they were like, okay, target so-and-so, side in on your target and fire one round. And then he fires, you see a target, like four or five targets down drop. Everybody's just like, what the fuck? Fuck. Okay, so with this particular Marine Corps recruit, uh, it's no, 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 no. I didn't say this was in boot camp. Oh, this was oh. So okay, with this particular Marine, I think, even fucking worse. I think it was. Uh, <laughs> I think it was an admin kid. Even fucking worse with this particular Marine. If he's pointing the gun at you, you're fine. If you have listed lazily to the left, you're dead. Yes. So find this kid. Stand directly in front of him at all times. Maybe he's with fucking NFAC now. (laughs) (laughs) It's possible. Going around shooting his own teammates. (laughs) He got that Marine Corps training. He's just applying it in the wrong direction. (laughs) Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, it's it's been a fucking mess, that shit. Um, But yeah, if you need something entertaining to watch, go watch anything from Grandmaster J. Yeah, you'll get a good chuckle out of it. When you're not going, wow, you're an idiot. Exactly. Oh, Jesus Christ. What the fuck else has been going on? There's just so much fucking shit. Epstein. Um, uh, the, the judge that was assigned to the Epstein case uh, has made public, uh, un- unsealed several documents in the Epstein case. And uh, it's not looking good for <laughs> Slick Willie. It's not looking good for a lot of people. Oh, Tricky Bill. Yep. Slick Willie. But the funny thing about it, old, uh, what's her her name? Guffrey, is that her name? Uh, I've heard people pronounce it Guffrey. Guffrey. Like some kind of French shit. Uh, Whatever the fuck her name is. Um, She was actually in, in these documents... Uh, she she was questioned about uh, President Trump and his involvement. And throughout the entire line of questioning, all she could uh, all she could say is Trump was never there. I never saw Trump there. I never saw Trump and Epstein together. She was uh, when she was I think she was 15. Uh, she was picked up by. Maxwell, Ghislaine Maxwell, or whatever the fuck her name is, Epstein's madam that ran all this shit for him, um, you know, made comments to the effect of, and, th- and this is um, Maxwell talking to Guffrey or Guffrey, whatever the fuck her name is, uh, making comments that when she turns 16, 
uh, she'll be too old for Epstein's likings. Yeah, which would have probably, if they had kept her in under their grasp, sent her to a place really bad. Yes. Because that, I, I assume they would have just trafficked her to somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, that would have been, that might have been the end for her. Um, now, this is an article that I have pulled up on CNBC talking about the case and everything. And this little paragraph right here says, Guffrey Guffrey, whatever, uh, has said Maxwell directed her to have sex with Prince Andrew of Britain and then Epstein's friends, as well as Epstein's lawyer, Alan Dershowitz. Oh, that's bad. Of course, both of those men deny her claims. Yeah, but there's actually a picture circulating of her and Prince Andrew. Well, of, of an underage girl in Prince Andrew. I don't think yes. it's Guffrey. I think it's somebody else, but, uh, and he, he says it's photoshopped, but if it's photoshopped, it's fucking good. It's really fucking good. Now there is, uh, there is footage. I will say this. There is footage that shows Trump and Epstein together, uh, video footage as a matter of fact. Um, but again, her claim as one of the, I'm just, I'm just going to, call a spade a spade, uh, sex slaves. Her claim is that she never saw Trump on Epstein's little private sex island. She also said that Trump never uh, flirted with her. Yes. Uh, that, you know, he if, if he showed up to the place in Florida, he would have dinner, then he would leave uh, because he had his own house, he had his own spa, he had his own massage parlor, and because that's a lot of what the, the underage girls would have to do. They'd have to get massages. To his um, clients, or yes. the, or his friends, rather. And uh, so, Trump had his own massage parlor. He didn't have to stay there and get massages. He probably had a massage parlor where the pe- the women that were doing it were doing it willingly and of age. So, uh, he, he didn't stay at the, the place in Florida. But Bill Clinton did. Yeah. And Al um, Gore was mentioned. Al Gore was mentioned. Uh, uh, Bill Clinton, Prince Andrew. Several other celebrities. Several have been other. And, you know, someone, I'm not going to read every single one of these damn things that this person sent me. Uh, but there's, there's, there's quite a few of them on here. I've just got to get back to it. Oh, uh, let's see here. Ah, here we go. Uh, yeah, this thing's fucking long. You know those damn color messages or those little color posts that people will put on Facebook that take you forever to fucking scroll? That's kind of what this thing is. Yeah. Uh, it says, Democratic Illinois State Representative Keith Farnham has resigned and was charged with possession of child pornography and has been accused of bragging at an online site about sexually molesting a six-year-old girl. Uh, Democratic Democratic spokesperson for the Arkansas Democratic Party, Harold Moody Jr., was charged with distribution and possession of child pornography. Um, Let's see here. This happened back in 2016. Uh, Democratic activist and BLM organizer Charles Wade was arrested and charged with human trafficking and underage prostitution. Uh, It mentions... um, What's her face? John Legend's wife, uh, Tegan. Oh, Chrissy Tegan? Yeah. Uh, Mentions her setting her Twitter profile to private after deleting hundreds of tweets where she made some some pretty 
stupid fucking comments about underage children. Yeah. See, I don't care if you're on the left or the right. I want all the names to come out. I want to know who all was involved. I don't care if they're Democrats or Republicans. I don't care. Well, that's that's the thing. This thing, it lists Republicans on here as well. Exactly. I don't care who it is. I want every name to come out. That way we can get them out of our government. They don't need to be there. I don't care if it's the highest levels. From I'm talking like from the presidency down. If you were a former president or a former congressman, an acting congressman, or if you're a fucking local mayor down the road from me, I don't care. If you have been a part of this in any way, I want you in jail. Uh, Democratic New York Congressman Anthony Weiner pled guilty to transferring obscene material to a minor as part of a plea agreement for sexting and sending Twitter DMs to underage girls as young as 15. <sighs> Jesus. Good old Weiner. Yeah. Uh, here's here's one. Here's a Republican for you. Republican benefactor of conservative Christian groups, Richard A. Dazen, Dassen, Sr., whatever, uh, was charged with rape for allegedly paying a 15-year-old girl for sex. Uh, he's 62 years old, married with grown children and seven grandchildren, allegedly told the police that over the past decade he paid more than $1 million to have sex with a large number of young women. Yeah, it's people like that that need to be in fucking jail. Uh, I'm going to be a dick and just forward this to you. Nah, that's fine. So that way you can read it later. Yeah, that's fine. But yeah, these people need to be in prison for the rest of their lives. Uh, they, they don't need to be running our government. And we need to stop trying to give our government more power when we're giving power to people that do this shit. Uh, what we need to do is stop trying to fucking legitimize pedophilia. Yeah, that's that's that needs to stop because pedophiles are actively trying to become a part of the LGBTQ community and get their voices heard. I don't want to hear your voices. No, you're the only thing I want to hear from your voice is screams of fucking pain. I mean, I'll take a, I'll take a raspy guttural. Uh, I'll take that. Or begging for your life right before you die. Yeah, but you don't get a voice. If you're molesting children, I don't care how old. I'm talking from infancy to fucking whatever is not the age of fucking consent. And even in some cases, like, fuck, here in Alabama, 16 is the age of legal consent. Yeah. I, I, I still, I'm still yeah. not banging a fucking 16-year-old. Yeah, so you know what? I take it back. If you If it's a person from infancy to fucking a day before their 18th birthday, they are not an adult. Leave them the fuck alone. Yeah. First and foremost, if you're fucking 30, 40, 50 fucking years old, what the fuck are you going to do with a goddamn 17-year-old or a 16-year-old after you get done? Go buy her a fucking Happy Meal? Uh, you know, it's it's one of those status symbol things. You know, you see really rich men with like 20-year-olds. It's, it's like, oh, look at me, you know, I've got a really hot wife. She's there for your money, dickhead. Uh, Not around here. Well, I know not around here. I'm talking about like she's here for the drugs. Yeah, she's she's there for your meth, dickhead. <laughs> no, that's that's the thing. It's a status symbol. You're like, look at my really hot wife, and you're like, well, uh, yeah, but your really hot wife was in diapers when you graduated college. That's a problem. See, that's another thing around here. First, they would have had to graduate college. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But I just I don't like it. Um, 
Leave children alone. And I'm sorry, but the guy walking around Walmart <coughs> wearing a fucking wife beater uh, with his hat turned around backwards and wearing fucking baggy-ass blue jeans. And no, I'm not talking about any black guys because we don't have that many around here. Um, no, the fucking... I'll, I'll, I'll call it what the fuck it is. It's fucking trailer trash fucking white redneck motherfuckers. Yeah. They're just as bad. They do the same shit. Dropped out of fucking high school, if they even made it to high school. Probably in fucking sixth grade at 16 years old when they dropped out. You know, I was actually in sixth grade with someone that was like 14. I'm not even kidding. I think I may know who it is. Uh, I'm not going to say their name on air, but uh, you probably don't actually know who they are. But yeah, when I was in when I was in sixth grade, there was a guy. He he was every bit of fourteen or fifteen, um, in our sixth grade class. So it's not uncommon to be in a grade with someone that's like way older than you, around here, anyways. Uh, but yeah, it. Le- but yeah, that that shit runs fucking rampant around here. Fucking forty, fifty year old white trash motherfuckers. Who they'll they'll bang a fucking sixteen or seventeen year old chick because it's the legal age of consent. Yeah, and I don't think it should be. No, absolutely not. Like you know, you can, you know, when you're younger, when you're like eighteen, I can kind of understand it because you're basically still in school with these people. I so I can kind of understand it at that point because you're you're eighteen. But you know, when you hit your twenties. 16 should be off the table. Yeah. Uh, um, I mean, it's just, I don't know. I don't, I don't agree with it. And, you know, I'm sorry, but after a certain age, if she's not even old enough to buy her own fucking drinks, <laughs> then I think it should be off the table. Yeah. Dude, once I hit like, once I hit like 20, I don't know. I don't know. I, I'd say like 27, 28. I was like, all right, you, you got to be at least 21. Uh, I, th- I think I think I was fine with 21 up until, well, yeah, probably about the same time, about about 27-ish. Because, um, you know, my, my thing after that was she had to be within five years. I actually had a girl tell me. <laughs> it was the funniest thing. Um, she said that the, the method that she would use, she would take her age, divide it in half, and then add seven to it. And it's a pretty foolproof method. I mean, take your age and divide it in half. Okay, that would be, well, I'm 33, so I mean, then, you know, 11. What is that? Uh, 11 and a half? What? No, no I'm sorry. What the I'm fuck sorry. I said half it, not 30. <laughs> I did that Alabama math. <laughs> Fucking obviously, Jesus. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll simplify it because I'm, you know, less than halfway to 34, so we'll, we'll just say 17. All right, now I had seven. Uh, that would be 24. Boom, you're legal. <laughs> you don't ever have to worry about, is she old enough? <laughs> you're, and guess what? That number goes up every year because once you become 35, it becomes 25. Yeah. So that number has to go up every year. Yeah, no, I, I, I still stick with the, uh, I'll, I'll still stick with the, uh, the five. The, the, the five year range? Yeah. That's plus or minus, right? Well, I mean, you know, going older, I mean, I, I, I've got a little bit more tolerance for going older, but, you know, it can't be any more than five years younger. 
Okay, okay. I didn't I didn't know if that was a plus or minus tolerance or just a minus tolerance. No, just a minus. Okay. Well, that makes a lot more sense. Oh. So, are you, are you wanting to do the thing with, 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 with the thing? What's the thing with the thing? Well, you had a website pulled up for a reason. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Yes, that thing, yes. <laughs> this is actually going to be a precursor thing to something we're going to start doing later on down the road. Uh, but it's to give our listeners an opportunity to get to know us. So, this is going to be a uh, fire away uh, he, he, I'm, I'm going to be asking Matt some questions and he's just, he's got to come up with some answers right on the spot. He, he has no idea I have what not, questions I'm about to ask. I've him. not seen these questions. I can't even see the monitor um, and, and the second mm-hmm. monitor we're running is not mirrored. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> so I can't read ahead. So the first question, Matt. Yes. You are still Matt, right? Uh, for today. Okay. Matt, what's your go-to order at your favorite hometown restaurant? And we're not talking fast food here. I know you're going to say Taco Bell. An actual restaurant. Uh, actual restaurant. Well, the only actual restaurant we have here would be like 50 Taters. Or Santa Fe. I mean, we, we, can, we can include surrounding areas in the uh, Scottsboro, Fort Payne. But if it's, if it's like an actual sit-down restaurant and they have steak, then I'm going to go with a ribeye. Medium rare to medium, steak fries. Got it. That's what's one. And if you but bring, what 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 res- what restaurant is it though? Uh, Fifty Taters, Santa Fe, but usually Fifty Taters because I don't want to drop off the mountain. Okay, all right, Fifty Taters. Uh, that's a uh, that that's 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 a good local restaurant. They've got some really damn good food at some really good prices. Yeah, like you can get a steak and some fries for like twelve bucks. Yeah, it's it's and pretty and, cheap. and and it's not like a fucking flat iron fucking eight ounce fucking sirloin or anything. No, you can it's, get a ribeye. Like yeah, good it's, cut it's, of meat. It's it's like a fourteen to sixteen ounce ribeye, cooked fourteen to sixteen ounce, not yeah. pre cooked. Yeah. So, uh, question. Ne- next question. All right. Next question. I think I handled that one with grace. <laughs> um, <clears throat> you know what? We're gonna we're gonna skip that question. Ah, God damn it. Okay, <laughs> fine. Well, I mean, there's there's nothing really to go off about it. This this is these are actually questions for a special guest that has you know some product they're pushing or something along those lines. I am pushing a product. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So the next question, what are you curious about right now? Uh, Right now I've been doing deep dives in like uh, the civil war. Really? Okay. I've been doing like a lot of deep dives here lately. All right. What what, what are some some of the things that you've dug up in all of your research? Uh, Something that a lot of people probably don't know. Um, did you know that in Massachusetts, there was never a time where they had slaves? Really? Nope. Never had slaves. Did you know Massachusetts never knew a time where black people couldn't vote? Yep. Totally true. Now, what, what is your source for this? Uh, what was his name? Dr. David Barron, I believe. He's a phenomenal historian, and he researches deeply, and he's gone back hundreds of years looking, digging up sources. He owns an actual history museum, and that's what he does for a living, is he runs a history museum. And there was, uh, do you know why we don't know these things? Why? Because of Woodrow Wilson. He was part of 
the I can't really call it the task force because they didn't have task force in the 30s, but he helped create the history curriculum that we would study in America. Okay. He didn't want a bunch of African American voices, so he said, "Okay, here's how we're going to do this. We don't want we want to focus if we're going to focus on slavery in America, we're going to focus on southern slavery in America. We're going to focus on what happened in the South as opposed to what was going on up North. And that's all we're going to talk about. Uh, I'll give you Booker T. Washington. I'll give you Frederick Douglass. And I'll give you a couple of other black leaders like Harriet Tubman. And those are the ones you can talk about. He didn't want us knowing about all the black reverends that actually helped shape this country. Hmm. So thank you, Woodrow Wilson, you Democratic piece of shit. Interesting. All right, so next question. What? Oh, my God. There's, you're going to have to take some time to think about this one. Oh, lovely. <laughs> What's something you failed at? Something I failed at? Fuck. I told you, you need to take some time to think about this one. Well, I can think of 21 things right off the bat. <laughs> uh, damn. Uh, I fucking sucked at high school. Does that count? <laughs> I fucking suck. And I killed it in college. Sucked in high school. Uh, come on. You can do better than that. Uh, mm, well, I can't say I failed at that because I just stopped trying. This count as failing. Oh, man. I don't know, man. It's, it's it, That one's a tough one because all the things I would say are just like bullshit answers. Look this. I don't really have a hard-hitting answer for that one, aside from, you know, I sucked at high school. <laughs> okay, well, then expound on uh, expound on the high school thing, then. Well, and the reason I use that one, even though it's kind of a bullshit cop-out answer, is because I could have done better. Like, I went to college. I have a associate's degree in computer sciences. I had a 3.625 GPA in college. I could have fucking murdered high school if I'd have just done it. But I didn't. I, I fucked off. That was that was that was my thing. I I spent more time wanting to hang out with my friends and my girlfriend than like actually wanting to fucking actually learn anything in high school. Well, I mean, you know, you and I, we both went to the high same high school. We were we were in a lot of the same classes, as a matter of fact, uh, at one point. Yeah, mostly because of my fault because <laughs> I fucked off so much. Um, and you know, I will say this: uh, a lot of the teaching staff that was there when we were in school uh you know they they were they they were getting ready for retirement well not just that they fucking hated me well i mean yeah <laughs> they hated me too but <laughs> like i fucking i mean like i said a lot of them were getting ready for retirement and they just they 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 decided to drop their packs early and not give a shit yeah, I don't. But see, I don't want to place all the blame on them because it's 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 mostly my fault. You know, I, I know I could have done better. I should have done better. But I was like, eh, fuck it. I'm fucking fifteen years old. I don't care. Well, no. What I'm what I'm getting at is, yes, you know, you could have done better, and the teachers know that you could have done better. But the teachers weren't pushing you to do better. Well, that's because it, it wouldn't have worked. You you know how I am about being told what to do. No, uh, yeah, it doesn't work well. Um. But I mean, no, and I and I can attest to that too, because I was I was the same way. There was I, I failed one of my math classes with a nine. Yeah, you were there. Yeah, I'm like, you know what's funny though? 
uh, when I did the uh, the history part of the exit exam. Like, you know how much a certain history teacher hated me. Oh, yes. She called me stupid multiple times. She mostly called me stupid because she could never prove me wrong, which was my favorite thing. So, Well, I mean, that's what liberals do. So when we were taking the exit exam, which is the exam you used to have to take to fucking graduate high school, if you didn't pass it, you couldn't graduate. Right. So the history portion, I wake up late. I mean, late as fuck. Like, school starts at 8. That test started at 8. I woke up at 8.30. <laughs> so I'm late as shit. I get to school. And like, I'm talking. I jumped out of bed, threw some fucking clothes on, hauled ass to school in my car. I got there at like 8.50. And they're like, all right, we're going to let you in to take the test because you have to take it. I finished the test before the other motherfuckers that were in there already taking it and passed it. And, you know, here's the thing about the exit exam is the year before my ninth grade year, uh, ninth grade at our school was when you started taking the exit exam. So you had four years to pass all four sections of the test. Yeah. And the year before my ninth grade year, they actually changed the exit exam. And supposedly they made it harder. Yeah. I don't know if they made it harder or not, or maybe the teachers just didn't no, you know, they really didn't, need to be teaching. They didn't make it They raised the grade level. It used uh, to be yeah, you were right. tested on a ninth grade level. They raised it to an 11th grade level. All yes. the material got bumped up to an 11th grade level. Um, but uh, Which, there, in theory, makes it harder. There, there, were, there were several teachers all over the state. You know, before they could administer the test to us, the teachers had to take the test. And there were teachers all over this state that could not pass it. Some at our school. Yeah. But yeah, like, like I was saying, I literally, I took that test in 15 minutes and I passed it. <laughs> and when I, it was one of those things where I, I was reading the questions. I was, I, I read fast. I've always read fast. So I caught up with everybody, passed everybody answering these questions and I was like, man, I failed that motherfucker good. <laughs> and then like a month later, the results come. You get your results in this little envelope. And I was like, oh, here we go. Let's see how low I set the bar this time. And it was like, pass. Holy fuck, I did not. Shut up. Nuh-uh. <laughs> and not only did I pass, I passed with a really high fucking score. And I was like, oh, fuck, maybe I should just wake up late every day. <laughs> Holy shit. I did not have my Wheaties that morning, and I still passed. So, I'll take that. All right, so. We got, we got any more? Any more? There is one more question, but again, you know, these questions are designed for uh, having a special <laughs> guest on that has something they're pushing or something like that. Um, the very last question says, is there anything I should have asked but didn't? Uh, so, this is the opportunity for you to make up your own question and then answer it. Shit, man. Why would you put... Don't, don't do that. That's fucking weird. Don't put me on the spot. That's your job. The bottle has been spun and it landed on you. Well, see, that, that see you're, you're, you're getting into one of my pet peeves now. Uh, because let's say that I show up for an interview. What, it's your job to interview me. Right. My, my least favorite thing is when I show up for an interview and they go, well, you got any questions? That's not my job. It's your job to ask me questions. It's my job to answer them. I'm not supposed to ask you questions about your business. You're supposed to ask me questions about how I would fit your business. 
That is one of my biggest pet peeves. I hate that shit. So, so there you go. I think I think that was a good place to end it right there. Yeah. See, <laughs> boom, we win. You know, it's like that. Uh, it's kind. It's kind. I actually kind of like that. It's like it's like this video that I've seen all over Facebook. Um, I'm assuming it's like a tech company or something. This guy is interviewing for a position, and you know he's sitting at his desk. First applicant walks into his office, and he tells the applicant to grab the marker and write something on the board. And the applicant says, "Okay, what do you want me to write?" All right, get the fuck out. Yeah. Next applicant comes in. <coughs> Grab the marker, write something on the board. And, I, you know, he writes he writes something on there. I forget what he writes. But, he, you know, why did you write that? Well, this, this is what it means to me. And blah, 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 blah. Oh, really? Is that right? Get the fuck out. Yeah. Next guy comes in. Grab the marker, write something on the board. He grabs the marker and literally, literally writes something. Yeah, which is exactly what I would have done. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I would have went. I would have put something on the board. I would have wrote the whole fucking sentence. Like, there you go. I followed directions. <laughs> yeah, and you know that that was the uh, that that was the whole premise behind his interview interview process was: does he follow directions? Yes. And then, you know, it's, tell me something about yourself. Well, you know, there, there, there was a couple of uh, other applicants that showed where they wrote something. Then they get to this part. Well, tell me something about yourself. And they'd start talking about how uh, they've worked for this company in the past and so on. I said, no, I don't, I don't care about that. I've got your fucking resume. Get the fuck out. Yeah. They don't want to know what your, I can read your resume. Tell me something about you. Yeah. That's what he wants to know. Something about you that's not on this piece of paper. Yeah. You know, so he's basically being a smart ass to the applicants and he's looking for an applicant that will be a smart ass back to him. Yeah. Which please interview me. I got you, man. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I don't think you want to go to India for a job. No. Well, does it pay good? (laughs) I mean, you know, you might be answering the phone going, thank you for calling Dell technical support. My name is Jacob. Yeah, but I would do it with an English accent, and people would be like, "Oh, fuck yeah, someone that speaks my shit." <laughs> no, 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 no. That's that's the thing about it. Like, you're gonna be put in a call center where you're talking to people from other foreign countries, not America. Oh, fuck yeah, that's <laughs> even better because then I get to be the frustrating motherfucker. <laughs> you know, because <laughs> they're speaking German and I'm speaking English, and I'm like, I sprechen Sie Deutsch, but I'm not gonna. <laughs> you know, that's and that's the funny thing about it is. Uh, you know, funny story real quick. I was, uh, I was in South Car- or South Carolina. I was in uh, 29 Palms. We were doing a workup and they had this, uh, they had this Chinese restaurant out there at the little fob that we were at. Fucking, I loved it. I'd go, I'd go in there twice a week to eat lunch. And I went in one day and her cash register went down. You know, she had all of her orders programmed into the buttons and everything. So she could just hit this button and pull it up and pull up the price. And, she said she was on the phone with tech support. Little Chinese woman. She's on the phone with tech support, and she can't get her cash register working, and she can't, uh, she can't understand the guy on the phone. So she hands me the phone and asks me to talk to him. And it was an American. Uh-uh. See, I've got one. <laughs> I've got one that goes above and beyond that one. I worked at Pizza Hut. 
for years. You know this. Yes. Well, when I worked at the one in Scottsboro, I worked with a with a girl that, uh, let's just say she had a really pronounced Southern accent. Like, it was, you could tell she was from the South. Right. So, she gets a call, and she's trying to take this man's order. And she, I come over there. And she goes, uh, she's like, I need help. And I was the manager. So I was like, okay, what do you, she's like, I can't understand this guy. I, I don't, I don't know what language he's speaking. And I was like, all right, give me the phone. Cause I'm, I'm really good with difficult customers. I can usually figure it out. So I pick up the phone and I was like, you know, thank you. She's a pizza. It's Matt. How can I help you? The dude was from up North. He was speaking fucking English. All right. <laughs> he was just speaking proper fucking English. And I was like, I just looked at her. I was like, he was just speaking English. Like legit. Eng- he used words. Words that you should know. <laughs> so that's worse than the Chinese woman not knowing American, not knowing American English. That's you not knowing a different version of American English. <laughs> oh man! Well, we're gonna have to leave it there. We're running out of time again. Don't forget to go on Facebook and look up the show Two Beards Talking. Like us, follow us, interact with us. Let us know what you think. Tell, tell us some of your stories. Uh, you know, encounters that you've had with uh, you know telemarketers or whatever over the phone. We want to hear your stories. I have a telemarketer story, but I'll save it for the next time. All righty then. Uh, again, a big shout out to the troops, to the men and women serving overseas and on the home front. We appreciate everything y'all are doing for us. Keep up the good work. Come home safe. We're all rooting for you here back home. This has been Two Beards Talking. I'm Daniel Sanders. And I'm Matt Lasseter. Thanks for listening, everybody.